0: We have before us the opportunity to forge, for
1: ourselves and for future generations, a new world order. Good evening, folks. You're listening to the Hour of the Time. I'm William Cooper. chair is against the wall. The chair is against the wall. John has a long mustache. John has a long mustache. It's 12 o'clock, Americans, another day closer to victory. And for all of you out there on or behind the lines, this is... Is your song. Bye, Bye, Bye. Veteran of three foreign wars, entrepreneur, and warrior poet, Tony Arterburn takes on the issues facing our country, civilization, and planet. This is the Arterburn Radio Transmission. <laughs>
0: Let's be friends. Forget what we did the last two and a half years to you. Let's be friends now. Oh, I missed a lot while I was gone, didn't I, ladies and gentlemen? Well, welcome to the Arterburn Radio Transmission. I am your host, Tony Arterburn, broadcasting in defiance of globalist goblins, the neocons, and the new world order. It's the fourth of November 2022. And this is a broadcast that almost didn't happen, by the way. I uh I've been so so inundated with orders and keeping up with the imminent collapse of the U.S. dollar and the global economy. A lot of people are catching on. They're thinking, wow, I might not want to house my wealth in unlimited paper. So people have been calling me. I'm very thankful, but we have been busy. We've got Wolfpack in production here at the wisewolfgoldandsilver.com studios. Uh, I've got some great help today and um, we shut the shop down for the the remaining 56 minutes or so, so we can uh, put out a transmission. I just, I promised people I would do one. So we're going to do one today. I've got a brand new computer system. Uh, we, we don't have Beans the Brave. We have Charlie the Chocolate Labrador of all things. I, I switched out dogs uh, today somehow, and I think uh, Beans is with Melissa. So anyway, Beans is good, but uh, we've got plenty of dog here in the, in the studio. Uh, great to be with all of you. Uh, Of course, uh, I I have to say hi to all my WWCR listeners, Worldwide Christian Radio, shortwave across the globe. Sorry that it's been so long since I've done a show. I filled in for David Knight for about a week, along with the great guard Goldsmith. And uh, that just, uh, again, that threw my schedule out a little bit, and I had to play catch up. Matter of fact, the phone's ringing right now. I had to play catch up a little bit and uh, just put off a few broadcasts, and that turned into two or three. So Glad to be back, and uh, 9.30 a.m., The Answer, San Antonio, those guys got a couple of rebroadcasts, but we'll try to fix that. Next week is, on this Friday, we'll have, um, coming up, we'll have uh, Veterans Day, so I'll have a special show for you. Uh, I've always got a lot of thoughts uh, about uh, Veterans Day, having served in three foreign wars and knowing so many veterans, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about foreign policy today as well. A lot of stuff happening, but some good news. Uh, some, uh, is maybe neutral. We'll go over some of those things and developments, uh, in the global, uh, geopolitical shakeup that's happening worldwide right now when it comes to possible war. All right. So I did mention that this is a brand new computer and the fact that I'm able to do this, uh, it's been pretty seamless, but I don't want to, I don't want to spike the football. I don't want to celebrate just yet. Let's see if we can get to the main headline. Screen and actually, let me pick the right article. So stand by, we're going to jump in. Let's look at the headlines of Drudge let's see if we can make this work, ladies and gentlemen. There we go. Headlines of Drudge, <laughs> and of course, it's all about the midterms are coming up. You know, I um, I used to study politics. I used to really pay attention to exit polling data, all of that, and uh, lately. I just don't after 2020 and after seeing, you know, the election corruption again, I've read about election corruption. This country's always had um, we've always had stuffing ballots and dead people voting. That's gone on since uh, the founding of the United States. As soon as we started having popular votes, I mean, you had more corruption. I mean, Lyndon Johnson, you had that famous story about the uh, 1948 Senate campaign when he ran against Koch-Stevens who was a, a real hero by the way. it was an actual like real American Texas hero it was Coke Stevens and Lyndon Johnson with his Brown and Root money and his bankers uh they ran a a really nasty campaign. And at the end of that 48 campaign, uh, there was one uh I guess it was the Duke of Duval County down in South Texas and uh Lyndon Johnson called him up and said we need we need like another 100 votes or whatever it was and they wrote him out in alphabetical order and uh, put them in a box known as Box 13. And, uh, of course, uh, Lyndon Johnson used every legal means to keep them from seizing that box, and they finally, the deadline ran out. And I want to say it was like Abe Fortas, or one of the one of the uh, Supreme Court justices who would eventually be appointed by Johnson, was his lawyer at the time. He was awarded rewarded for his loyalty. So we've always, and then, by the way, they called him Landslide after that. <laughs> It was was a, uh, you know, it was a slur, landslide Linden. So we've always had this, but I've been paying less and less attention because I don't believe the Republicans have run on anything. I mean, they had, I mean, you talk about a smorgasbord. You had, you had this um, unlimited opportunity to come out and hammer the ruling class and the presidency and uh, the Democrats and the globalists. And they just came up short. I mean, I can't be the only person who thinks this. I mean, they didn't run against World War three, which would have been a really popular thing to do I mean, aside from the people who are automatically changing their profile pictures, uh, whenever the CIA wants them to, to Ukrainian flags or, you know, the people for the mandatory jabs or, uh, you know, stay six feet apart or, you know, stay home, stay safe. All those people, uh, those are people are easily swayed, but there's a huge chunk of Americans that really don't want to die in a nuclear fire. I'm one of them, right? We don't want to uh, get into an exchange with uh, a country that has 10,000 nuclear weapons. I and mean, of course, our, our uh, leadership wants us to have a two front war. We have Nancy Pelosi landing in Taiwan. And that may seem like a routine thing to a lot of you until you understand what I know and that we already ceded Taiwan to China uh, in all but, uh, you know, again, everything is in writing that we recognize the one China policy. We did that, Jimmy Carter did that. January 1st, 1979. Uh, Nixon and Kissinger did that in 72. They have a verbal promise to mount. So again, something's afoot. The Republicans could have ran against this, you know, the NATO expansion and uh, again, trying to get Russia to invade and trying to, they they succeeded with that, but trying then to get them to escalate the war. I know that NATO wants that uh, severely. So the Republicans didn't run against that. They didn't run on peace. They didn't run on Uh, reopening the supply chains. They didn't run on no mandates whatsoever. The CDC, by the way, since I've been gone, the CDC voted 15 to zero to add the COVID-1984 Trump shot uh, to their list of mandatory school shots for your children. And I just have to ask, uh, can we stop all of the... Can we, can we stop masquerading? Why don't you just build your statue to Moloch? Can we just do that? Can we just get it out in the open? I mean, 15 to zero. How come I know the word myocarditis? Why do I know that word? The reason is, is because it's a side effect of these abominations that they've put out. And they, again, using skullduggery, using deception, said that there was a mandate, and they used corporations. The government used the corporations. That's called fascism. Again, they rolled out all this. Mandatory. And the CDC voted 15 to 0 after everything. After the the CEO of One America Life Insurance says, we've had a 200-year event, a 40% spike in the deaths of people aged 18 to 64. And it wasn't COVID, and we can't figure out why. It wasn't COVID, though. It had to be, though. That's This is the CEO of One America. Either he's really stupid or he's really playing a role uh, and, and uh, pretending not to understand where those are coming from. So, again, you have these developments. People don't want it. Why aren't they running on that? They would be leading the polls. It'd be smashing, but they're not. They're just offering up, oh, we want to go after Hunter Biden. So what? Oh, we want to impeach Joe Biden. So what? Doesn't get rid of the power structure. It's kind of like Rand Paul. Rand Paul wants to go after Fauci. Okay, well, that's one guy. But what about the NIH itself? What about gain of function? You know, you you read about how they say, we, we're not creating a bio we-, we don't create that, Senator. We don't create bioweapons. Yeah, you do. You know, you, It's just people at, at Harvard and other, you know, these these medical labs, whatever they are, I mean, you're 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 making a weapon of mass destruction by taking a virus and making it a chimera. And again, the the gain of function is to functionally kill you faster, right? So the Republicans didn't run on anything, is what I'm saying. They could have run on, uh, you know, opening up investigations. And there's a look, I. I I want to be helpful. There's a a headline on natural news about how if the Republicans take the Senate majority and they have the house majority that they'll, they will this time. And we really promise we will go after the people. We will have a Nuremberg type thing. Okay. I'll believe it when I see it, you guys have run my entire life. We're going to secure the border. (laughs) We're going to secure the border. Yeah. And I heard that when I was eight (laughs) and uh, by the way, it's always been 11 million illegal aliens. Did you know that? They're in stasis in some sort of weird time warp. There's always there's always 11 million. It's more like 40. Who knows at this point? By the, by the way, I'll tell you a little bit about one of the latest illegal aliens uh, <laughs> to, to run across the elites. We'll get to that story on Summit.News here in a little while. But the Republicans have always run on this stuff. I will leave it when I see it. You guys have been running on, oh, remember the contract with America? Well, I remember that you know the I was looking up yesterday. I was thinking about the all the promises made. I was talking to David Knight. No one in the conservative movement is talking about fiscal responsibility anymore. Has anybody notice that? No one. there's not one person that it says, you know, we're spending this is going to kill us." That you know we can't sustain this sort of spending, and I'll give you an example. I went back and I just found the the chart somebody had put it together of the debt of the United States and then its debt to GDP ratio, the gross domestic product, uh, in conjunction with its debt. And you go back to 1963. Um, this is uh, the year uh, that uh, our president was murdered. President Kennedy was murdered by the deep state, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, we had. About three hundred and twenty thirty billion in debt. I know that seems crazy. Like total debt of the U.S. Like we gave, I think we're giving that to Ukraine this year. (laughs) So we have like three hundred billion in debt in nineteen sixty three, and it was about thirty percent of the gross domestic product of the United States. Well, you know, you fast forward to the year two thousand, we had about five and a half trillion dollars in debt, and it was about. uh forty to forty five percent of GDP folks, we're at thirty trillion in debt, and it's a hundred and twenty percent of GDP so again, <laughs> the Republicans aren't running on anything. they didn't run against that, uh mainly because it was Trump in the last year of his presidency, who printed forty percent of the dollars ever made all the dollars ever made. And then Biden followed up and said, Hey, hold my beer. Here's 80% of all the dollars ever created. So when you're hearing things, and we're going to get into a little bit of what's happening in the gold market today, when you hear things like we have a strong dollar, know what you have is Tina. You have Tina. There is no alternative now. And that what you're watching in real time is history. Ladies and gentlemen, you're watching the BRICS nation's Saudi Arabia, this should be a huge story. Saudi Arabia is now preferring the Yuan uh, from the dollar conversion. And it was Kissinger, Henry Kissinger who worked that out during the Nixon administration. So Saudi Arabia would exclusively take dollars. That's what, that's why the dollar was called the petrodollar because we went off the gold standard and we needed something to tie it to. And the house of Saud was happy to comply. Then you know, because we said we protect you, but after Afghanistan, after this disaster, the disastrous exit, where we just left people there, we left equipment there, stacks of cash, weapons, you name it. The Saudis took notice, and uh, they—they're talking to Russia, they're talking to China. They will probably be the uh, extra S on the BRICS nations. BRICS being Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. Think about all the wealth and technology in that. Uh, That's set up. And by the way, the BRICS nations, along with Saudi Arabia and its periphery, if you add up all the nations that are in that periphery, it's about 90% of the population of the earth. I mean, BRICS alone is 40%. The United States is 5% of the world's population. We had 50% of the wealth at the end of World War II. We were 5% of the world's population. We used to be the greatest creditor. Now we're the greatest debtor. We used to be the manufacturing marvel of mankind. And now we import everything. So you make that decision if you're going to bet on the dollar. What I'm betting on right now is short lived uh, interest rate hikes. And the, the Fed is doing that. Jerome Powell doesn't care about the economy. Uh, the Fed doesn't care about the economy. They're going to save their system. Their system is to dominate the globe using the United States, its hegemonic power, to dominate the globe, to use the military to use foreign policy, to use treaties to prop up the dollar. That's the Ponzi scheme. The dollar has been weaponized, and these other countries like Russia are turning it against us. We sanction them, and they weaponize energy, right? And then now they even said they don't take dollars anymore, by the way. I've covered this many, many times, but they said it's like candy wrappers to us. So a lot of things are afoot, and I again it's funny I, I'm supposed to cover politics and this is you know parapolitics, precious metals. We'll get into some of that. The problem is is I don't these elections, you know, we haven't fixed the problem. Uh, I'm not even voting and there's nothing to, for me to vote for here. I'm in Missouri. I'm wait I'll do local elections, but I'm looking like what what is what am I voting for? Am I getting excited about a candidate? You didn't run on anything, right? And we still have electronic voting. Until we do something about that, it really doesn't matter, does it? Does 2024 matter if you still have electronic voting? If somebody, I mean, they have the most unsophisticated hackers in the world can hack voting machines. They do it all the time. They go into these defense, you know, um, big conventions, and they do it all the time. Show how kids can do it. So we got to do something about that. Before we can do anything else, and the the left right paradigm exhausts me. <laughs> so, in case you haven't noticed, folks, all right, we'll get into some uh, some more headlines. I I've got more than we can get to today. Let's see. Let's go through the buffet of of things that my mind has selected as important today. Oh, we'll, we'll jump right into this. Just another example of censorship here. We'll summit dot news. Conspiracy author. David Icke is banned from EU, labeled a terrorist. He was set to speak at an event in Amsterdam this weekend. Conspiracy author David Icke has been banned from entering the EU and designated as a level three terrorist, according to his son, Gareth Icke. The public speaker and former BBC television host was due to attend an event in Amsterdam this weekend, but will now reportedly be prevented from entering any country in the European Union for a period of two years. This has received an email from the Dutch. This is Gareth this is my dad. David Icke has been banned from entering the EU for two years. This is on a tweet. They claim he is a level three terrorist. Uh, the old man is banned from entering the Netherlands wrote Ike in another tweet. Zero conviction, zero crimes committed, banned by the government. Wow. Well, I've been a fan of David Ike for many years. I've learned a lot from David Ike. He's a very smart man. Um, I think a really good man uh, from everything that I've seen of him. He seems like a really gentle guy, right? A level. He's a level three terrorist, though. Did you know that? <laughs> it's all about information, folks. Do you notice who isn't banned from these kind of things, right? The, the most popular uh, conservative voices. They all they all still have their YouTube channels. They all still have um, all these uh, gatekeepers. But somebody like Ike, oh, he's a terror. He's a level three terrorist. He's banned. He's got to go. He's dangerous. And what's he talk about? The global cult, the cabal, of, if you want to call it that, whatever it is, the power structure. And where does it emanate? Where? Where's the top of the pyramid? David Icke, he calls the cult. Well, it's finance, right? Is that anything different than you find in the Bible? Isn't that what Jesus talked about? Isn't that when he showed his wrath and went into the temple to throw out the money changers and pulled out his whip and overturned the tables? Isn't that exactly what we understand when we read the Bible in the New Testament? That's the root of all evil is the love of money. That's pretty much what David Icke talks about. And people will say, well, you, David Icke believes in, in lizard people and that people shape shift into, uh, reptilians. And my, my friend, Mr. Anderson brought up many times. He watched the old conspiracy theory where uh show with the Jesse Ventura and he grills David Icke. And he's like, where's the reptilians, David? I want to see them. <laughs> well, Isn't again, isn't that what we as Christians, don't we believe then the dark Lord, the scaled reptilian demon, like things that exist in the even physical or metaphysical world. Do you believe in good and evil? Do you believe in God? Do you believe there's a devil? I mean, isn't David Ike just articulating that in the way he understands it, but he's a level three terrorist. It's funny. You know, my, uh, my business that I'm very grateful for. It's funny. This phone has rang the entire time that I've been on. here. <laughs> got that? Maybe that's the next task I'll have is going to answer the phone when Tony's on the air. So if you're, if you're calling in right now and you're hearing the show later, that's uh, probably why I'm not answering it. But I think we're going to see more of this folks, this kind of censorship. And, uh, and frankly, this is the criminality of these governments to keeping people from traveling because of what you have to say, because you believe that, uh, Covid nineteen eighty four was an overblown hoax of uh, social engineering. Yeah, but let's be friends now. <laughs> the Atlantic article. I we not even we haven't even talked about that. I haven't been on. Uh, that's fascinating. Let's be friends. And uh, we know what we did. They don't even believe it anymore. Yeah. Every once in a while, you run it. You still run into some people that have been captured by the fulcrum of the propaganda machine <laughs> they're still they're still mass stuff they're still they're still wearing their face shield they're still driving around in their car completely alone with their respirators on yeah there's there's still those people but even the people like the people writing the article well we know that we said that the unvax should be you know thrown into the pit <laughs> we know that if you're noam chomsky you know that you cancelled out your entire career by saying that the unvaccinated should be completely banned from society and banished and cut off and starved out. I didn't I didn't say starved out, but that pretty much was what he said. Right. There's some of those people. But they they're oh, well, let's be friends now. Let's really be let's really put let's bury the hatchet that we tried to kill you with. <laughs> and that makes me wonder: do they, on a subconscious level, do the people that push this so hard, you know it's funny. If you want to be where I'm arrived in my life in politics is leave me alone. I'll leave you alone. But see, they don't ever leave you alone. Like, I just want to be left alone. Um, Maybe we have instead of having an income tax, can we discuss having a tariff and charging foreign manufacturers and multinational corporations to run the thing? Can we do that? I have a couple of politics. That's it. I'd like a border, not a new world order. Can we not invade these other countries that didn't attack us? Don't want war with us. Can we not do that? I mean, it's just pretty simple. The Bill of Rights—that's a good place to start. You yeah. um, know, no unlawful search and seizures. Okay, <laughs> you know, uh, extreme punishment. Uh, you know, the freedom to assemble, the freedom to speak. Can we all agree with? Can, can that be a, a set of politics? But you know, they won't leave you alone. Because there's an agenda here. It's called cultural Marxism. That's what is going on in our society. That's what's happening right now. We're watching a weaponized uh, education system uh, go after people. And this is, you know, it's funny. If you read history, this little place that we're in right now uh, is the chaos of this. Uh, once you get drift into a totalitarian society. All these people that thought they were exercising their freedom, you know, by tearing down the old order, oh, those people are the first to get uh, banished. Let's put it that way, <laughs> by the new ruling regime, because they love the chaos. You go look at uh, the lead up to the Cultural Revolution in China in the 1960s, and you know what that was about? Nothing. It was about culling population. It was about chaos. It was about sowing seeds of discord. It was violence for violence sake. That's why communism is satanic. It's a satanic operating system. Right. But anyway, you guys know, uh, our politics are leave us alone, but we're not going to be left alone. So therefore it's kind of like Trotsky said, you may not be interested in war, but war is interested in you. Well, that's where we are right now is, uh, Is having to be interested in something because it's interested in us and that's politics. Yeah, I'm no I'm no longer your your uh, political guru. I used to know I used to keep up with it pretty well, and I still do. I still do. I'm not going to let you down. I still follow some things. Hey, we even talked about polls last time I was on here. Um, And I think that if you want an analysis, I think that the Republicans are going to uh, take the House. Most likely they may take the Senate. There's no reason they should have crushed it. By the way, it, it shouldn't even be close. You have a the worst inflation that we've ever had. Don't say 40 years, but the worst inflation we've ever had. You got a president pushing the country to the brink of World War III. Uh, once he took office, a gasoline is almost. I mean, what what tripled in diesel, going up two, two and a half, three times in, in regular. I mean, seriously. And we're going to, we're going to, it's going to be close. That's because the Republicans didn't run on anything. Prove me wrong. All right. I think we'll just keep, I might go to the Rockfin chat really quick and check. Cause I haven't checked in on you guys in a while. And then we'll see uh, what's going on uh, with the rest of the May. I probably won't even do uh, any commercials today. But you guys know we're brought to you by wise wolf, gold, and silver. I see Jason Barker's in the chat. Says, hi, Tony. Good to catch you live. Well, it's good to see you, brother. Appreciate you. Joel Smith's in the chat. I missed all you guys. Uh, Matthew Henry says, nice shirt. Yeah, thank you. I'm wearing a Morgan Silver Dollar shirt. It's it's my favorite dollar. It's my favorite form of dollar. Uh, Angry Tiger's in the chat. Thank you, Angry Tiger. It's good to see you guys. And Tom Cooper, he's got his TA, Sam Houston, 2024. (laughs) I love Tom. Tom really wants me to run for president. Well, I haven't said no. And and then the promise is I'm going to run with Sam Houston. And, uh, that's what we're going to, we're going to, uh, we're going to draft Sam. You know, it's funny. Sam Houston could have been president. It was 1858. And, uh, he ran for governor of Texas as a third party. He's the only third party, uh, candidate to ever win, but he, he won and, uh, He was thrown out of office later by uh, the Confederacy because he wouldn't swear allegiance to the Confederacy after Texas left. But, you know, something about Sam Houston is uh, they were trying to draft him to run for president. And uh, he he kept turning him down. He just wanted to he just wanted to be the governor of Texas. But a little known story was right before this, right, right during the kickoff of the Civil War, uh, while. Uh, Sam Houston was still governor of Texas. Abraham Lincoln wrote him a letter and said, uh, I'll give you 50,000 U.S. troops to keep your office if the time comes, you know, to keep it from Texas from going into the Confederacy. And Sam Houston wrote him back and said, uh, you will not because I won't send any troops against Texans. But he still lost his office. You guys should. It's. It would benefit you to read a biography on the man. There's a reason why I named my son after. As a matter of fact, my first tattoo I ever got was Sam Houston, and uh, Houston's name, full name there. And it's on my arm, so I have to show you guys sometime. All right, let's keep uh, running through some headlines. These are the best shows, the ones that we just do stream of cautious. I hope everybody's enjoying it. Uh, and again, I'll see if we end out the Rockfin chat here. Uh, we've got. Uh, and a lot of, a lot of activity over there. <laughs> There's Matthew Henry. As a, you're you're a level three terrorist there, I think. Uh, <laughs> good to see you, my friend. All right. Yeah. And somebody mentioned uh, Kenzie's just working around the clock and I want to get, we'll try to get a show back with her very, very soon. Uh, Tom, Tom Cooper says Kenzie for VP. I'm very much, she's VP now of Wise Wolf. So she's a VP of marketing uh she's head of the trade solutions kenzie's everywhere and i really appreciate her she's doing a magnificent job and keeping me in line which is hard to do all right let's continue to, on some economic data this is natural news uh, almost 40% of small businesses couldn't pay rent in october as biden inflation endangers half of the us workforce I love this is funny. Joe Biden loves to claim that job growth during his first two years in office has set a record. It's true. Tens of millions of Americans have gone back to work during his term. But what's also true is the vast majority of the jobs were simply being refilled as they were lost, quote, due to the COVID 19 pandemic. So overall job growth during his term hasn't been great. I brought attention to this to, um, if you recall, uh, back uh, the first year of his presidency, and they'd come out and say, well, uh, look at all these job openings. And I go, yeah, there's job openings because you have mandated through corporations that people get an experimental genetic code injection to go to work. And some of them aren't. So there's millions of people that have left the workforce or that their jobs have been put into jeopardy. That's uh, That's not a net job gain. I mean, I'm not a. I don't have the Fields Medal in mathematics, but I'm pretty sure I'm right that that's not a that's not a a a vibrant economy. But they they touted that, and I kept saying, "Aren't these?" I know that this to people on mainstream talking (laughs) talking points and teleprompter hairdo media. I know they don't do a lot of of research, but even they can like pull out a calculator and figure this out, right? (laughs) No, of course not. They're they're in on it. Inflation has gotten so bad that roughly half the nation's workers are in jeopardy of becoming unemployed after nearly 40% of small businesses were unable to pay their rent in October. Well, that's who this this war has been about. It's the greatest, it's the greatest transfer of wealth in the history of mankind following free trade. Free trade used to be the greatest transfer of wealth. Now this is. It's the greatest transfer of wealth away from the American middle class and small business entrepreneurs people that make and keep the lights on it's a transfer of wealth away from us to the multinational corporations, the mega banks and the governments of the world it's a it, and it's a worldwide war of governments against their own people this is a this is a fallout and this is a continued reverberation of everything that happened since we were locked down on Friday the 13th March of 2020. By the way, Trump never undid that executive order. We talked about that. And David Knight has done a magnificent job continuing to keep that and talk about the emergency. I think we're like 960 some odd days into that since that emergency. But think about the wealth that's been transferred. You talk about small businesses. What are the big boxes doing? Oh, they were essential. You were non essential. They shut you down, whether you were you know, small store or hairdresser or whatever tire shop, you can't be, that's not necessary. We got to get you home. Got to get you to stay safe, stay six feet apart, six, six feet apart. If you can (laughs) as many of the sixes as possible. Yeah. But that's what, that's what happened. But Walmart was open and you had the, remember all the designated lines that we could walk in and the arrows because, you know, it, Viruses don't—you can't catch them if you're going the right way, according to a manager at uh, at Lowe's. <laughs> this is what. The, but we need to be friends. We we want to be friends now, but you see, this is the greatest transfer of wealth, and this is this is going to be more. I don't want this. I, I find this to be actually really depressing, um, because I know what it takes to. You think about the level of. And all the amount of time that you have to save to put a small business into play. And a lot of people don't know this. And I grew up around entrepreneurs and had my own had my own successes, my own failures. Uh, And because I'm not, you know, I don't I don't have a I don't have ESG. I'm not tied to BlackRock. I don't have any ties to the central bank. When I fail, guess what? I fail. No one's coming to save me. No one's coming to save any of real entrepreneur. You know, we don't have government contracts. We don't have any of this stuff, right? No one's coming to save us. That's what happens to us, but that's not what happens to the multinationals. The multinationals, they're tied to this. They, They thrive on it. They wanted the lockdowns, right? The real entrepreneurs, the real business minds have been suffering. Their wealth's getting transferred. And you know, again, go back to how much does it take to start a small business today. Let's say you wanted to start a sandwich shop. You wanted to be a Subway franchisee. I know a little thing or two about franchises and my family's done barbecue franchises and other sandwich shops and stuff. I, I used to know exactly how much one would cost and how much you would have to spend to get all the equipment and all the plumbing and all the electrical and everything else. You're talking about a quarter of a million dollars. Minimum. To do something small like that, so it doesn't mean a lot to the elites but how long do we have to save how much do we have to borrow how much blood sweat and tears do we have to put together they don't care about us right there is no free market not like you know it's funny the left wants to eat the rich they're funded by the rich i don't know if there's some kind of self <laughs> snake eating its own tail some sort of cannibalism there i, I don't know but the uh, the globalists the progressives the left they're all funded by the world's richest people world versus people don't want a free economy. They don't want free markets because then they'd have to compete with people like us that are actually true believers in uh, building something, creating something. So again, going back to this, uh, this article, I just want you to know that I'm sticking up for small business, and uh, anybody who's ever listened to this program knows I have a loathing for soulless multinational corporations who have all but tanked our civilization. So there's a survey that came out in the uh, UK Daily Mail. It says the survey of 4,789 randomly selected small business owners saw more than half of the respondents say their rent is at least 10% higher than it was six months ago. And the report continued, if you go back seven months, the majority said their rents had increased by at least 20%. So that's very important. See, everything costs more. I mean, even you're just talking to somebody that, is not a small businessman, but just has a, a job and a family. Everybody knows everything costs more. It bleeds into all of it. But, you know, it's something funny going on right now. The uh, The Fed is raising interest rates, and they continue to do that right before the election, too. They continue to do that, and they have they have stated, Jerome Powell has stated, uh, he says, we don't think that we will cause a recession and we don't think we will have to. Did you catch those words? I caught those words three months ago. We don't think we will have to cause a recession. So it's in their power. They know that they have the power to cause a recession. So what would be a good way to do it? Well, you'd have a strong dollar. So you keep your dominance of the world's reserve currency. Keep that strong. The The biggest players The biggest financial sets, those who are flush with cash are going to be fine, but they got to slow down the economy to turn it, you know, know, they got to turn down the heat. What causes inflation demand, right? And of course you've got a massive amount of influx of capital that made it easy. People started purchasing things that drives the price up. So you got to slow that down. They fear hyperinflation more than deflation. They have a massive fear of hyperinflation. It ends the system. It's game over. They know that, and they will sacrifice you. They'll sacrifice your job. They'll sacrifice your economic future for their future. It's kill or be killed for them. That's what they're talking about, right? They're, they are looking at the future and saying, we're going to save the dollar for right now and to hell with the economy. So you thought, really, you know, as long as we have this relationship with the central bank, we'll be okay, right? They can just continue to print money or print currency. But is that true? Will they do that if, if it means losing their dominance? Wouldn't they just rather be, again, I think a lot of the Wall Street people and a lot of the financial analysts on these networks uh, have checked out mentally a long time ago. But they should have been paying attention because the writing's on the wall. The Fed's going to abandon you. The Fed is not going to keep the casino open, right? Not just, not just to justify keeping it open for the sake of it. They will save the dollar first. They will save themselves. That's what's going on. That's why they're raising rates. That's why they're saying and being more hawkish on the rate increases. Not that they're going to really stop inflation, because that would take. uh, As I was telling you earlier, the debt of the U.S. in the 1960s, early 1960s, was around 300 to 350 billion total, right? And you go to the 1970s, it's about 400. But then it doubled that decade. So you see what starts to happen when you have fiat currency. There's no tie to any any standard of value whatsoever. It doubled. But you know what happened? It had all that inflation. They printed massive amounts. At bull for then, <laughs> it's nothing now. But they printed massive amounts of new dollars to pay for government uh, deficits. And they got inflation. And Paul Volcker, the head of the Fed at the time, took interest rates to about 20% to stop it. And they did, they succeeded. I mean, they kind of calmed it down. There was a, there was some more recessions, there was downturns, but then there was Ronald Reagan and it was morning in America. And we had this big defense spending and the Laffer curve. You guys remember the Laffer curve with Art Laffer and, uh, you know, you goose the economy by cutting taxes for the ultra wealthy. And it's supposed to trickle down and trickle down economics. Remember, but they didn't cut spending. They just let the machine keep going. And that's why. Today we have we have a, an economy that's completely propped up by the Fed it's not based off profit right it's based off of theft and when they when, when they when someone uh, keys in new units of currency to cre- when they create out of thin air uh, they're hurting people they're, th- they're, th- they're stealing from you it's a silent weapon for a quiet war right taking away your wealth through the stealth tax of inflation. They know exactly what they're doing. They know exactly what's happening when they do that, right? So we've got that looking us square in the face, ladies and gentlemen. The Fed is abandoning, in my opinion, is abandoning the casino stock market to save themselves. They will save the dollar first and foremost. The economy is second. And those multinationals, those who aren't, Directly tied to it, those who supported the lockdowns, they may be on their way out. Just, just food for thought from your, your friendly conspiracy analyst here in the Ozarks, your gold and silver analyst as well. All right, let's find some more stories. You guys know this this wealth transfer, it's gonna to continue to happen. The Republicans could have ran on that too. They just completely, they're so checked out. They want to run on. Hunter Biden's crack pipe and laptop, and who cares? They're all corrupt. I mean, you can investigate. You see how many, how many of our esteemed uh, elected leaders uh, have this kind of grift going on? Almost all of them. You know, they're all in on it. Have you <laughs> have you seen some of these soulless automatons for? The deep state lately? Have you seen some of them? It it is, I believe, a selection process, not an election process anymore. We get the most uh broken, malleable, uh, corruptible people possible. All right, let's see. Let's let's see if we can find some good news. <laughs> this is always hard. Well, let's let's just cover this. This is fun. Because I told you I would. This had to do with the uh Paul Pelosi deal and uh, illegal immigration Summit.news, dot alleged Pelosi attacker confirmed as an illegal immigrant embraced left and right wing conspiracy theories. <laughs> okay. Well, he's an illegal illegal immigrant though. And uh, I don't know. It just seems <laughs> it seems appropriate that that would be uh, his status giving he's in California and he's in Nancy's house. This is the man who allegedly attacked Paul Pelosi is an illegal immigrant. And this has been confirmed by U.S. officials. U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement, ICE, lodged an immigration uh, detainer on Canadian national David DePape with San Francisco County Jail. Immigration detainers are placed on suspects who are illegal immigrants, they are meant to prevent state or local officials from releasing the suspects. So now he's going to be in federal custody. Does anybody else find that interesting? Just saying. He currently has a federal hold, so he can't be released. Lipson told reporters when asked about the motion for no bail. No bail. Hmm. Is anybody else running around? (laughs) He's uh, underwear and hammers. There's got to be a joke in there, like arm and hammer, hammer and sickle, something in that. Communism and... (laughs) So cannibalism. There, there's something in there. I don't know. I, 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 if I wasn't live on radio, I might be able to come up with something. But there's, a, there's a joke in there somewhere about Amerson underwear. Nobody in America should be victimized by an illegal alien. <laughs> the illegal alien crime rate here should be exactly zero point zero percent. The National Border Patrol Council said in a statement. Immigration records show DePape entered the United States in March of two thousand eight. As a temporary visitor, Canadians are generally admitted without a visa, and uh, they have up to six months there. Uh, additionally, according to a lawyer who's been in touch with De Pepe's former girlfriend, he embraced left wing and right wing conspiracy theories. Okay, well, he's an equal opportunity conspiracy theorist, but I, I embrace the conspiracy theory that this isn't the real story. Is anybody else with me on that one? This is not what happened. Um, they, they won't release the surveillance footage and they won't release the body cam footage, but there's nothing to see here. And he's in federal custody. <laughs> nothing to see there. And I think maybe we'll cover a little bit more. I'm sure Don Jeffries uh, tomorrow on America unplugged. will have something to say about this. By the way, if you're catching the show and you haven't subscribed on rockfin, you got to do that. dot the America unplugged channel. If you're catching me anywhere else, please go subscribe there uh, and look into Rock Great. Got the, the best commentators and, and uh, researchers over there. And we've got the America Unplug show. Uh, the magnificent, intelligent researcher, truth seeker, Billy Ray Valentine uh, is uh, there with us. He's the, pretty much the host of the show. And, uh, and when, I'm not, when, when he's out of town, I'll take the show. But uh, we've got Don Jeffries, who's the legend, author of Hidden History, is on the panel. And we do kind of a surreal McLaughlin group every uh, Saturday at 11 a.m. Central Time, 12 Eastern. We go over the news of the week and we all have a different opinion and close out the show. We get it done right in inside an hour or maybe just a little bit over sometimes, but it's a great show. So uh, be sure and check that out. We'll probably go over more of this too. All right. Let's, I've got, I've got so many links here open. I got to decide what I'm going to choose with uh, so little time left. Uh, I've got a new sponsor, by the way, I'm going to be announcing that next week. Um, you guys stand by, there's going to be, there's something you need to know. There's a, there's a product I've had for 20 years and I've been with this company for over 20 years before I went to, uh, Iraq. I joined and, uh, as part of, uh, my family business, as a matter of fact, uh, uh, my grandfather brought me in, but I want to tell you guys about this product. Uh, that I'm going to be talking. This is something you and your family need, and I don't. Yeah, I don't think you always need precious metals, but this what I'm going to be talking about next week. Something you need. It's kind of like the uh, PrepareWithArt.com, and we'll plug that here in a second um, for storable foods and water filtration. That's a must. Just have insurance that you can eat, folks. Um, but we'll go over. They got a new sponsor next week. I'll drop that on Veterans Day. I'm really excited about that, and we've uh, we'll talk a little bit about what's going on at Wise Wolf and uh, some gold and silver prices here in a minute. But I wanted to uh, bring up this story. Uh, This caught my attention because of my research into NATO and uh, chemtrails and what I'm seeing on different social media feeds and other researchers. But this is naturalnews.com, biological war imminent with a question mark. Russia intensifies unmanned aerial vehicles over Ukrainian port city of Kherson, equipped with containers capable of spraying bioagents. Evidence has emerged to suggest that the U.S. NATO led bioweapons operations are, in fact, taking place in and around Ukraine, and that Russia's efforts there aim to dismantle this biological threat to the world. Russian permanent representative to the United Nations, Vasily. Abedzia revealed disturbing information in a recent speech about which he described as unmanned aerial vehicles equipped with 30-liter containers and equipment used to spray bioagents. Three such vehicles were atten- identified back on March 9th in the Kurzon port region of Ukraine, and about a month later, 10 more of the same unmanned aerial drones were spotted above the Sea of Kharkovka. These facts are of particular importance considering a confirmed request from the Ukrainian side of the UAV manufacturer about the maximum payload of these UAVs and the ability to equip it with aerosol-generating systems with 20 liters capacity, Nebesnya explained. So, again, when we were talking about bio labs right on the border of Russia, you know, Ukraine, the, the, the provocations from NATO and the West and the corruption and everything that has been in that periphery around Ukraine, this is real. It's a clear and present danger uh, to Russia. And again, Russia is not an innocent actor in any of this. What I'm bringing up is that something I've noticed is that there has been, and there's ongoing, some sort of Manhattan style project, of geoengineering and, uh, upper, uh, atmosphere, aerosol injections, all these little things that they're doing. You can see in real evidence that they're using the skies for warfare in some way. We don't know because there's no one investigating this again, something the Republicans could have ran on. You know, it's funny. They're like, are you crazy? And then you look up in the sky and you're like, Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's not a contrail. That's a chemtrail." And again, uh I'll keep going on the article, but this is this is the future of warfare. And this is what has worried me because it it's one of those areas that if something were to happen, it would be exposed and that you were to lose control of one of these uh, unmanned aerial vehicles. And it's shot down or something and they find that it has bioagents in it or uh, something to affect the quality of the air or something else. Uh, Do you realize that is a major act of war? I mean, you're talking, you might as well have just bombed something with a, an identified aircraft inside enemy territory. It's that big. Let's look at the uh, last bit of the article. It turns out that in March 3rd of 2015, there is United States patent number eight thousand nine hundred sixty-seven zero two nine b one linked to these strange weapons that could potentially be hauling biological weapons into Ukraine. The patent in question talks about the aerial release of infected mosquitoes, i.e. for a device unit designed to be applied as a technical means of delivery and a use of a biological weapon. Some biological weapons include MO MO biological bacteria and and viruses, including highly contagious varieties of each of these that could wipe out 100% of the enemy troops. This is in quotations, by the way, for the patent. So nothing to see here, folks. Uh, you know, I've talked about this for months. And this is what bothers me. It's why I keep coming back to this escalation of tensions in uh, Russia and Ukraine. is something that absolutely you must pay attention to. And I uh, recently there has been some good news because I've seen at least some of the rhetoric has been toned down somewhat. It, and there may be a pause in that. And there's been. Uh, some transference of grain and other shipments in Russia. There's been some ceasefire in some areas. So I I'm just pray for peace, folks. Um, the people that rule us um, and David I, is probably more right than wrong. There's something wrong with them, whether they are actual reptilians at the very top or whether they, just act, whether they just act like them. It doesn't really matter if you get the same outcome, right? doesn't really matter at all if you get the same outcome. All right, let's talk a little economic news, and then we're going to end the transmission. I found this to be fascinating. Uh, the, this is Zero Hedge. The gold market royal, this mystery buyer, waves in 300 tons of gold. says, so as the Fed tightened monetary policies as its most aggressive pace in over 40 years, real rates in the U.S. have soared back into the positive territory. Historically that has reduced the demand for gold zero carry but the chart below and it shows it has not cratered as much as some might have expected so what they're saying is you know when when the dollar is stabilized when there's not a fear of inflation the demand for physical gold tends to go down but if you look at the charts it hasn't really gone down That's significant. That sort of decision two, three, four years ago would have had gold, you know, retreating into a real bear market territory, but that's not happening. And why is that? Well, the reason, ladies and gentlemen, is because central banks are ordering gold at a record pace from around the world. They may have these also these mystery buyers. Well, these are just entities that understand that there's going to be a reevaluation of all currencies. You know, it's kind of like the uh, philosopher Friedrich Nietzsche talked about the transvaluation of all values. Well, there's going to be a new currency system, a new evaluation of all value coming soon. So you need to pay attention. The the people in the know, and this is just me talking, this isn't an infomercial, but I study this day and night. The people in the know are getting out of paper and into assets, whatever that is for you, real assets. Gold and silver have always been money. I like Bitcoin too, by the way. And I'm not even really selling Bitcoin anymore. You can deal with me in Bitcoin, but uh, I recently, uh, we closed and sold out our, our ATMs right now. So I can focus on my uh, gold and silver business, mainly um, buying and selling. And of course, Wolfpack. And we've got a new location coming out for Wise Wolf. I'm really excited about. We're going to be setting up a um, an exchange there in Denison, Texas, right across the Red River. Uh, which will be a great hub for people to buy and sell and drop off products and payments and all that good stuff. And uh, we're looking forward to that. It's It'll be a little closer to the exchange for me too when I go down there so I can run product back and forth We're working that out. We've got Wolfpack, uh, wolfpack.gold. Uh, that's another great product, another great uh, uh, opportunity for people to get some metals d- delivered directly to their door. So we're making it easy for you. Uh, you can support the show. Check those things out. Uh, the membership or whether you want to buy direct and uh, and com, Always a good way uh, to get in touch with us. So let's see, we've got about, oh, we really don't have much time at all. Next week, uh, Veterans Day show. Okay. Uh, Come back for that 2 p.m. Central time is when we go live here on the Art radio transmission. Find us on rockfin.com on the America Unplugged channel. Uh, You can look, I mean, you can find us on the technocratic approved channels too, but Um, We will be live. WWCR uh, will be live 2 p.m. Central Time on Friday next week for the uh, Veterans Day special from myself and everybody here at Wise Wolf Beans the Brave. uh, You guys have a great weekend. Take care of each other. End of transmission.
1: Life is a continuous confrontation with forks in the road. One is good. One is bad. And you could always wander completely off the road altogether and become lost. Totally and completely lost. If you take the wrong fork at one of these junctions, there is always the opportunity at the next fork to get back on track. But it is a constant battle within ourselves. You see, I have studied this concept for many, many years, and I have to tell you that if there is a real devil, like Cliff Wilson used to say, the devil made me do it, now, I'm not telling you that there's no such thing as Satan or Lucifer, I'm telling you this, if there really is a devil, that devil exists in the hearts and minds of men and nowhere else, nowhere else. For if you take man out of the equation, evil ceases to exist, and there is left only the laws of the universe and the balance of nature. Put man in the equation, and before long, evil will rear its ugly head and present itself to the world. The evil is within man, and that is why it was called the Fall. The devil never made anyone do it. If you do it, you did it yourself because you fell into temptation. For until man once again confronts the real nature of his own condition and of the world around him and accepts full responsibility for his actions without blaming anyone else or any devil, Until then, we will always be a puppet on the end of someone else's string. And ladies and gentlemen, when that someone pulls that string, we will dance.